This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Hey, kicking lifers out there. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Wow. Well, I tell you what, if you missed last week's episode, before we even start talking about this week, last week was our 50th episode. Yep, that's it. 5-0-50-50, or just 50. But thank you so much, subscribers and all your friends and fans and everybody's been sharing the show. The downloads are increasing. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be with us. And as you know, and I say it every time, but I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart, I'm going to do everything I can to bring the best guest on, do the uh, as much studying, get as much content, positive message, and bring those across to you to help you live your best kick in life. So we've had uh, Professor Brandon Beliso for, oh goodness gracious now, I guess four weeks in a row, and he's going to continue doing this on a weekly basis. So I'm extremely honored and extremely you know grateful and thankful for his time and his positive contribution and message to helping our tribe continue to build in a positive way and help each person live their best kick in life. So Brandon's going to talk to us today about defining successful and what that means, what he thinks and what he interprets and what he kind of passes on all of us on what true success is all about. And everybody's got their own visions and interpretations of it, but I really like the way I've heard him talk about it before, and I know he's going to present it again today on his definition of what success is, and that's you know time with the family, not comparing yourself to others, all those great things. So without further ado, we're going to let Brandon Bleso take it over. Brandon, Go at it, buddy. Thank you very much again for being on the podcast. Hey, Rich, it's Brennan Beliso here, and it's a real honor to be with you. Um, I'm going to talk about success. You know, when we hear the word success, we automatically, at least I know I do, uh, I find myself comparing myself to everybody else out there. Well, success is making X amount of dollars, driving a certain car, having a certain uh, amount of notoriety, And all those different things tend to fall in place. The challenge with that is if I define my success by somebody else's standards, then I might as well be living someone else's life. You feel me? So I think the first part of truly being successful is defining for yourself what success means to you and to you alone. And the challenge beyond that goes, am I basing my definition success upon maybe a parent who taught me that success means I must be a dentist or I must be a computer programmer. You know, where's that definition of success coming from? So the first step in that process for me was first peeling away all those layers, those what I call unauthorized thought patterns, those other people's thinkings that were dominating my own and defining what success was for me. And of course, the people we trust most that are closest to us, we want their approval. So we're naturally going to define our success by what they consider acceptable. So that's the first step to really be successful at a heart level, at a spiritual level, at an emotional level, which of course I believe through the law of abundance will will equal um, profitability. Then I have to first really define for me, what is that success? What does it look like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? Is it something I could do every day, win, lose, or draw, and feel like I am a success in life? And for me, it was service. It was a real simple, simple value that resonates with me since the days I used to sweep uh, my grandmother's restaurants until today. So for me, service is my definition of success. Have I turned it into profitability? Absolutely. I believe by being transparent, by doing the right thing by people, you know, having that sense of integrity to put people before profits and truly believe that service is the new profit, 
I truly defined my why and what success means to me. At the end of the day, win, lose, or drive, whether I make $2, you know, I make thousands of dollars. If I know I've served people really, really, really well, then guess what? I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. So think about that for a minute. How would you define success for you? What is that equal, right? It could be monetary. How much money do you need to make to be happy? For me, as long as I can provide very well for my family and give them the things they want and need, as long as I can create opportunities for my team and and where money is no longer um, a dominant mindset, where money is simply recognized as a tool, money is recognized as a vehicle, once I, I can put things in that perspective, I truly believe for me, I've obtained the success that creates balance and happiness in my life. And, and I've learned that. Taking my daughter to see a movie the other day is how I would define success. Going to watch her swim, that's how I define success. Being able to sit with my son you know, when he wants and shoot some basketball. That's how I define success. I can't look at my son when he's 12 years old and say, please be 10 again. Papa has time to spend with you. So it's really important to me that success for me in my value system is being able to put family first and have the financial means to not compromise the lifestyle that I've created for them. And that includes saving for my retirement, their college fund, our trips to Disneyland. All those different things are how I define success. And there is a certain amount of monies that are needed for that. So I understand that. But money by itself does not define success. How many people you know with lots and lots of money that are extremely unhappy? So think about that. Define success for yourself. Don't let anybody else define that for you. And definitely don't compare yourself to somebody else when you're defining your success. Because you can always find someone that stereotypically is more successful than you, and you can find people that are not. So I find that's very useless. That's a useless process. So start by defining what success means for you. This is Brandon Beliso. Thanks a lot. And I look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. Until we talk again, go out there and live your best life. Great stuff as always. Absolutely excellent. And, you know, I just kind of mentioned that, right, about family, not comparing yourself, just doing your best. And, of course, the service-based mindset is kind of his big key to success, talking about when he was, you know, sweeping the floors and mopping the floors for his grandma there, and now he's moved on up. He continued that service-based mindset into his business, all about helping others, but, of course, doing the right thing by spending time with his family and uh, giving them the time they need by um, – Oh, I guess getting his priorities in order. So anyway, great message as always, Brandon. Thank you so very much. And, of course, you can find Professor Beliso at BrandonBeliso.com. He's got uh, got a blog page. He's got a great new book out called Live, Learn, and Grow, Lessons of a Reluctant Tiger. It's available on Amazon, so check that thing out. All right, well, on with the show here now. I've got a special, two special guests in studio with me. I've got my little buddy Emmett back for another round. Emmett, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> there he is. There he is. And then I've got uh, my wife here with me, Desi. Greetings, everyone. Oh, there we go. So today's message, we're, we're, we're going to talk about defining success, success, similar to what Brandon Beliso talked about. But I'm going to talk about kind of, uh, I'm going to peel back the layers of the onion. I mean, really peel those layers back and kind of get in a little, little on the emotional side and talk about, you know, I'm always motivated, positive, and I've always been that way, always been optimistic. But I tell you, I'm a human being too, meaning I've got my, if you will, mental demons that I'm dealing with, little battles internal uh, that that I fight every single day as well. I do a great job, I think, of kind of, I don't want to say camouflaging, but covering those things up because I want to spread the positive message and inspire people to believe in themselves. But I recently just uh, listened to an audio book, and I'm actually reading the book now. And the book, I tell you what, it really, well, connected with me in a variety of different ways. But it really, really helped kind of get me thinking about life in general, about being a man, so to speak. And that's what this book is all about. It's called The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Holmes. And he, uh, you know what, let me, let me just tell you, that I'm going to read the mask off to you. He's kind of broken this book up into 
what is it, uh, nine different masks. And the masks are, uh, you know how it is, folks. i got to put my glasses on so I can see, so I can give this due justice. And the reason I've got my wife with me today is she's going to she's gonna help me out. She's been with me forever, I mean, really, forever. <laughs> uh, since eight, 1989 is when we first met. And she, she's seen me grow. She's seen me crash. She's seen me kind of rebound from that. But she's been my backbone of support. She's been my foundation. And, you know, there's been at times when I have not been the best boyfriend, fiancé, husband, uh, I have no excuse for that. I'm just wanting to pull back the layers of the onion and be 100% honest. And the reason I'm doing this is not for sympathy, not for pity, because, my gosh, there's people out there that need it. I, not that I don't need it, but my whole message in doing this is letting you know that I'm a human being and that I've overcome some battles and adversity and challenges. Others have overcome more than that. I, I get that. But I'm just saying, listen, this is what I'm doing, and I hope it's helpful to help you become your very best. So anyway, to the mask of masculinity here, He's broken it down into nine different masks. He's got the stoic mask, the athlete mask, the material mask, the sexual mask, the aggressive mask, the joker mask, the invincible mask, the know-it-all mask, and the alpha mask. And, of course, it's talking about all the masks that men wear to kind of cover up their own insecurities. We put this mask on to cover up what's inside. And, you know, I can relate to every single one of these masks because I know I've wore probably all of them at one one time or another. And at times, I still wear those masks, which is tough, which is tough. But to get, I guess he's talking about, you know, when you put a mask on, you're covering up who you really are. Now, I've never wanted to be fake, disingenuous, or anything like that. I just want to, you know, I believe the philosophy, you fake it till you make it, as far as trying to be positive, trying to be upbeat and successful, because that's the only way to continue to live your best possible life. And you know, I'm a huge fan of the law of attraction. What you focus on magnifies. What you put in the universe, you're going to get right back. And these are all new things I've learned over the past five years. That's why I'm so excited about the Kicking Life podcast, my video blogs, the book that's coming out, the connection we have at the Academy, all the speeches I've been able to give in the past two years. Those things are exciting to me because I'm wanting to share these messages, these new, I don't know, it's like newfound wisdom with everybody else to help them, maybe if they're struggling with life, come out. So anyway... I've got Desi with me today. Uh, Des, I've been talking about this book for the last, well, I guess, week and a half, two weeks. And the book was recommended to me by uh, a new mastermind group I'm with, uh, Chris Widener. And I've shared, you know, Chris, he's going to be on a future podcast. He worked with Jim Rome and Zeke Ziegler. So I'm so excited and so happy to be a part of the mastermind group with him. But this was the first book he recommended that we listen to and read as part of the mastermind group. So the last couple of weeks I've been talking a lot about the book, and it's kind of really you know, uh, I call it, talk about a right hook of reality. It's really hammered me pretty hard, hasn't it? It has. And uh, um, I, mean, I guess the last couple of days, we've been talking a little bit more about you being on the podcast today and me, if you will, peeling back the layers of the onion, which, you know, I've had a little bit of difficulty wanting to do that. Right. Well, I think it's hard. I, I think that what, for everyone who's listening, that um, you you definitely are a positive person and you you present yourself to to be so positive and inspiring and uplifting. That's what you want to be for everyone. And um, like, I've, like I've said, I think not everyone can relate to that. Not everyone is feeling sunshine and rainbows all the time. I think that everyone goes has ups and downs and, and gets upset and doesn't want to get up in the morning or whatever sometimes. And so it's important for them to realize that you have serious struggles without yourself with anxiety and depression cycles and things like that. So um, I think it's just helpful. I think you for your own soul to get it out there in the open and um, for everyone else to, to actually be able to relate with you a little bit more. Well, thank you. And thank you, you know, for everything you've done for me. And Sunday, I'm getting baptized. I know I shared that on the last podcast, and I'm extremely excited about that. Um, and, and, you know, that could be another thing, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, a past. It's not like I ever did anything really horrible, but, you know, I I openly admit, you know, there's times that I've, I've, I've hurt your feelings, I've made you cry, I've not been the best husband, the best fiancé, the best father that I could have been. I truly, in my heart, want to be, and that's why I'm constantly searching and questing for more knowledge, going to uh, inspirational groups and meetings and conferences and reading books and joining different mastermind groups because I truly want that, and I truly want to spread that message to others because I've been on both sides of the fence. And uh, it, it's, and as you mentioned, the anxiety. And that was something always embarrassing for me to bring up to, to know, I guess, why this book connected with me so well. 
it was that uh, layer of invincibility. You know what I mean? I've peeled back that layer. I'm, I'm vulnerable. I'm saying that I am a human being. I do have flaws, and I try and openly share that on every podcast and every video blog and every speech I give. But sometimes I, I get perceived as the sunshine and rainbow guy, and I, I don't I don't want to be that at all. I mean, I'm all about being positive and upbeat, but also about life is going to kick your butt and knock you down. And we've been knocked down many times, and we've had our struggles. Uh, with our relationship and with family and finances and everything else, but we've battled through, and that's the message I want to bring up to our guests or our fans and followers that, look, life is a battle, but those battles sometimes <laughs> do me in a little more than I would like to admit. Right. And and you've seen, I guess, uh, both sides of that, right? Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, it's a struggle. You've always had a struggle. You've always, ha- you've always struggled with, with not being negative with you kind of sometimes have to make yourself be positive and I think that that's why it's so important for you to be an inspiration to other people and to be positive because it's hard for you to be that way it's instinctual I think from the crud that you dealt with in your childhood or whatever happened whatever genetics and I mean neurotransmitters in the brain that cause anxiety whatever it's it's a struggle so sure well thank you and, and like I mentioned as you've been uh the positive support for me, and uh, I've, I've kind of, <laughs> I don't know, uh, at times mentioned not been the best husband and best father. Uh, I truly, in my heart, want to be, but how many times have we talked about when, especially when we first started the business, and I would say to Austin, you know, in a minute, buddy, in a minute, buddy, and that minute would never come, and you would always tell me, look, you know, there's going to be a time when he's a teenager, and it's going to happen sooner than you think, and, you know, he's not going to want to spend time with dad anymore. So then with Madeline, now she's a teenager, and now with Emmett, and I find myself from time to time doing it again. But I'm fighting with it. I'm struggling with it. I'm doing my best to get better. And uh, uh, But, you know, thank you for being there as the support. And I wish I would have listened a little bit more moving forward. But like you, like you said, I, I am taking the steps of reading all the books, going to the conferences, doing everything I can. But I feel today's show is all about peeling back the layers of the onion, saying, look, you know, I struggle with it too. And as I mentioned I used to be embarrassed to death. Matter of fact, I didn't know you told me just the other day that, you know, people at the academy come up all the time and ask about how I stay so positive and upbeat and motivated. And you mentioned, what do you tell them? You tell them about, uh, I don't know, the, you know, the battles that I fight and, you know, the anxiety and. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, no, it was um, the lots of students at the academy are there for different reasons. They need things. Things are going on with them. So. There are several who are dealing with anxiety as children, um, and I tell them that you have anxiety and that you take anxiety medicine and that you have seen a counselor and that you fight through it every day, and that makes them feel better because then they can relate to you. Oh, well, if Master Grogan has this too, oh, and look, he's successful and he's positive and he's influencing all these people, then I can do this for my kid. And so it's very helpful for them to be able to look towards the future and see the big picture for their child realizing that you have it too so okay that's why i do that no and um wow i don't know what to say about that folks and like i said the whole reason for me doing this today is something this book really touched me in a special way and then being baptized on sunday i think that's all in proportion and then desi had mentioned that before and she knows she's there been there every step of the way with the battles i mean when she met me i've always been a positive upbeat person but i had a lot of negative baggage and garbage from my childhood and I'm not, I will never say anything negative about my parents. They did the absolute best they could do with what they had. They loved me in the best way they could. And uh, dad, he wasn't always there. And the reason he wasn't always there, because he was a workaholic. And he thought the only way he could uh, uh, pay for me to be in sports, especially hockey, was to keep on working. And that's how he dealt with any of his anxieties and any of his stress, any of his depression, any of his, you know, uh, struggles from Vietnam and his childhood was to work. So he was constantly working, constantly working. So he did the best he could. And I'll admit, and I've said this before, we did not have the best relationship growing up. And that's not a knock at my dad. I love him more than anything. And we have a better relationship now than we ever have my entire life, which I'm so grateful and so thankful for. And that just goes to show that uh, I am not only willing to forgive, but also mature enough to realize, man, he did the best he could do with what he had. With that being said, though, it still was a little a little on the rough side. You know, Dad never being at my games and always wanting to please Dad, always wanting to, uh, I don't know, show off for Dad, always wanting to be the, the guy for Dad. 
And and I see that now, and Desi keeps reminding me, look, you want to be the good things from your dad, but then you also want to be better to spend that time with your kids that your dad wasn't able to spend with you. Now, my dad, I see him more now than I have probably my whole life combined since I've got kids. So a lot of that has to do with my maturity, but also a lot of that has to do with him, I guess, maturing a little bit too. He's 72 years old now, and I'm grateful and thankful for that, that uh, he's able to slow down a little bit and not work himself to death anymore. And the same thing with my mother. She did everything she could. I mean, for crying out loud, she ran me. And any hockey fans or parents out there, you know what it's all about, running kids to hockey. you got practice at 5 in the morning, and then you got to be, you know, uh, two hours away for a game at 6 in the morning. It's some tough stuff. And she did the best she could with what she had as well. And I mentioned my grandmother all the time was kind of my foundation. And uh, she, I guess my cornerstone, if you will, she was the one I turned to. She was the one that constantly threw Proverbs at me and the Bible at me. Richie put God first and all the things that, you know, I really didn't, uh, I guess I wasn't mature enough to understand. But I'm starting to really, really realize these things now as I continue to mature. And once again, the whole reason for me telling you this is, look, it's a daily battle to get out of bed some days. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. And I just lay there. But I got to force myself. And Desi's there to kind of help me out. And uh, so all about positive motivation but it's all about overcoming those fears, overcoming the anxiety, the depression, and I'm fighting these battles too, just like everybody else. I think I think an important thing too that you just brought up is in just almost every parent deals with this sometimes. So we want to give our thing, our children, good things for Christmas. We want to be able to afford to put them in sports and martial arts and different things like that, right? So we work to make money and. Money is replaceable, but time is not. And so as you miss that time with your father from not going to any of those sports things that he was paying for, we we as parents need to realize to our children, we are so much more important than material things. They need us. They need their dad out there in the yard playing catch or you know, um, nailing boards together to make a fort. I mean, whatever. Whatever those kids want to do with you, that's what they need. They don't need so much. I mean, I'm not saying quit your jobs and just, you know, play all the time. But, you know, that time is irreplaceable. Emmett, do you want to say something? I'm <laughs> just going to say everything um, that my mom just said is completely true. Like, like it's all true. And <laughs> that part about nailing boards together, <laughs> actually, I came up with the idea yesterday if we could do that, but... And are we going to yeah. do it? Probably, yeah. Are we going to do it, Rich? We're going to do it, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. And and that's that's so important. That's why I wanted these two on the podcast today, because I, I want to talk about these things. I truly do. And I remember before, I didn't know, all I knew was how to work hard. I definitely didn't know how to run a business, so I'm trying to do as much research, do as much research tongue-tied there, as I could to figure out how to do it. And... Um, you know, that time, and I talk about it every show, every, my listeners hear it all the time, all about you can always make more money, but you can never make more time, and you can't get that time back. You know, Austin's 17 now. There, there, he, there's no way he can go back to being eight years old again, and I can redo it. Madeline's 14, the same thing. Emmett's nine, so I want to make sure that when he's 10, 12, 14, that I don't say, man, I wish he could go back when he was eight, nine years old so I could spend that time with him. I say these things because I need to hear them probably more than anybody but I also say, Sam, if you're struggling with those things right now, if you're fighting those battles right now, know that you're not alone. But know together, you know, with this podcast and everything we're doing and everything I'm reading and doing research on, I'm going to collect as much information as I can to help you, to help you battle through, to try and give you some tips, suggestions, and advice on, you know, on better ways to do it, on better ways to live your best kick in life. Yep. Got to get up. Get up off the computer screen. Get up from your desk. And just go outside with your kids for a few minutes. It means the world to them. It's so important. It does. And it, it's so easy to say. But the reason it's, uh, um, <laughs> the reason I don't do it, and the reason others don't do it, because it's so easy not to. It's so easy just to sit there. And it, I know, I'm fighting with it too. This is a little different episode than you're probably used to. But I'm really, really kind of peeling back the layers like I mentioned here. I want to get, you know, this book has been really, really good. So I suggest checking it out, especially men out there. If you're hiding behind masks, if you're willing to be vulnerable, if you're willing to, you know, have an open mind, an empty cup to read this. And uh, the, speaking about the book, he talks about the Joker mask. 
and I guess all these masks really related to me. And let me back up a step further. He was a professional football player, and then he uh, interviewed Ray Lewis. And those that uh, are football fans, you know Ray Lewis. He's a middle linebacker for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And he had some childhood issues. His father was never there. And he was a, a, an upbeat guy, but man, oh man, could he bring the hammer. Well, he had talked about how he had taken, almost like Bobby Boucher in The Water Boy, used all the people that were mean to him in the past, all his uh, fears and anxiety and depression and stress. He used all that, like Bobby Boucher did, as his tackling fuel. And when he was on the football field, he just unloaded on people. And he said it was like his moment of peace with those three hours he's on the football field hurting people. Now, I know it sounds horrible, but he said that's when he felt the best about himself. He said, but then that was only three hours a week. You know, he's got practice and stuff as well. But the rest of the time, how does he handle those emotions? How does he channel those emotions? How does he handle like a light switch flipping it off and on? And he said that was the thing that he could never understand. It was all about, you know, whatever reason I related to it, his dad was never there for him. And, and as I mentioned, I love my dad, so I'm not beating up on him. He did the best he could, but the truth is, you know, I connected with him saying that about Ray Lewis. And Lewis Hose here, who was a professional football player as well, had the exact same thing. They said that's why it really connected with him. He said, but unfortunately, most men were, you know, tough guys. Be a man. He talks about that a lot in the book and how that's conditioned in our mindset. What's pounded in there. Men can't show weaknesses. Men can't cry. Men can't have feelings. Men can't do this and that because you're a man. You've got to be a man and you've got to walk the talk. You can't have any uh, uh, feelings. You can't have any vulnerability. And that's kind of what's programmed in our brains here. And it was definitely programmed in my father's brain because he had nobody when he was a kid. He only had an eighth grade education. And then he got shipped off to Vietnam. And obviously, if he showed any fear over there, my goodness, he probably wouldn't have come back alive. So all those things are, you know, the foundation. I talk about planting the right seeds. Well, those are the seeds that were planted, and a lot of those seeds were planted in me as well, you know, not to show any feelings or emotions. It's tough. It really is. But back to the Joker mask. He talks about how, and I, I wear this mask a lot, you put on this Joker mask where you're the funny guy, you're always cracking jokes, nothing's ever serious, and being uh, uh, fun and, and, and kind of funny about that. I know a little sidebar here. When I first started doing the, the Kick and Life podcast, I was too stoic, if you will, too too serious. And as I said, hey, be yourself. Be a goofball. Be a joker, you know. Have fun with it. And I was like, yeah. But I wanted to be taken seriously, so I thought I had to do it this way. Once again, putting on a mask that I really wasn't to try and, I don't know, impress people. Something I feel like I've been doing my whole life. But the joker mask, he goes in to talk about Robin Williams. And we all know what happened with Robin Williams. That guy can make anybody laugh at any given time. He seemed like the happiest, go luckiest guy on the planet. I mean, he just would walk into a room and just smile. And you've, we've seen his movies, you know, Aladdin. How great was that, right? And uh, Patch Adams, you know, just all these inspiring, wonderful movies to, to make you feel good. But that was just a big mask. That was a mask covering up what was inside. And inside, he was lonely. Inside, he wasn't fulfilled. Inside, he wasn't happy. He was battling anxiety and depression and stress. And what did he end up doing? He ended up taking his own life. Robin Williams. And that's why this book really connected with me. Not that I'm thinking about, you know, taking my own life or anything of that nature. But, man, I'm telling you what, I'm a human being too. I deal with anxiety, like Desi said. I'm, and I used to be embarrassed to talk about taking anxiety medication. And the reason I was embarrassed by that is because, you know, here's the other mask. Oh, well, you're a martial artist. You should be able to meditate. You should be able to handle that. You've been over to Korea. Uh, what are you teaching? Are you a hypocrite? You can't do it yourself. You got to take medicine, but you're trying to teach other people. Those are all the things that, you know, compound my head, so to speak. So that's the reason I pack those things in. And I'm sure you can relate to that on some level. If you feel like, man, I would like to talk about this, but I'm going to kind of expose myself. I'm going to let my underside out, if you will, let my belly be there and uh, uh, be vulnerable to scrutiny and negativity. And, of course, I, I openly say this uh, now, which I didn't use to, so I guess I'm getting better. I was bullied a ton when I was a kid. I mean an absolute ton. But I would pack those things in because it was almost like I got to put on this stoic front. No, I'm the tough guy. You know, I'm a fighter. I'm a martial artist. And to be honest with you, a lot of that, I'm reading more into myself, most of the fights I would get into, which unfortunately was a lot, and more times than not I got my butt kicked, was all about 
that own insecurity, my own ego, trying to prove something to somebody, trying to prove something to my dad that I was a tough guy, trying to prove something to your dad that I was a success, that, you know, Richie wasn't just a little kid anymore, or Richie wasn't a wimp, or whatever. And those are the things that I'm kind of fighting. That's why this book has really meant a lot to me, pulling that mask off and sharing those stories. So if you can relate to any of those stories, please, I'm telling you, that's the whole reason for this episode of the podcast, our 51st episode, is to peel back the layers of the onion to let you know I'm a human being too. I'm fighting with those things. I'm coming clean, so to speak, (laughs) exposing these things to the world because I truly want to do everything I possibly can to help out others. Now, I don't want everyone to come off as fake or disingenuous or like I'm putting on a mask. We all wear the mask, but I want to take that mask off and say, look, I'm going to fake it till I make it if I have to. I'm going to do what I can to be positive and upbeat, but just know I'm a human too, and I fight those same battles. And Des, uh, we, we, we started talking, you may remember one of the, when I went to a, a conference, and it was five years ago, and I came back, and one of the first audio books I bought was Zig Ziglar's Better Than Good. And the kids would get in the car, and every time they get in the car, they're like, oh, Dad, do we have to listen to this? And uh, you, you, you start to see some change, but a lot of times at home, I still hadn't, it still hadn't resonated. I had too many weeds of negativity that were planted from, Oh my gosh, 40 something years of, of, I guess, I don't say improper thoughts, but just not the most positive thoughts. Right. And you still do. You still need to listen to that to, to bring yourself up, you know, and that's, that's okay because you do that. You don't, you don't give in to the anxiety. You fight through it in the way that you need to fight through it. And by doing, and I think that's good advice for other people out there in the world. Um, so anxiety is the number one diagnosed illness in the entire world not in the country in the entire world and so just to be able to share that with people and to and to say you don't have to give into it yes take the medicine it's chemical imbalance it's fine don't be embarrassed about that don't be ashamed about that but also do other things listen to the positive motivations like this and to the zig ziglar and things like that that you need um you know like and then you wouldn't understand why I don't want to constantly listen to it. I would think the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Does, do, I, do we have to ride with Rich? Because I don't want to listen to it either for an hour sitting in the car with him. I want to hear music. <laughs> you know, I want to talk. <laughs> Whatever. But I don't have that particular illness. Like, we all have our own battles. That's not mine. Thank God. And um, I don't need it all the time. You know, I can hear it once and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's true. I like that. Makes sense. And then I don't need, like, a daily dose of it to make myself be upbeat and positive. But for those of you who do, listen to it. Do what you need to do. Say your daily affirmations. You know, whatever helps to make you feel better. And obviously that's what makes everybody different in the world. And, you know, talk about the yin and yang and Desi's uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, yin to my yang there. Uh, yin being the kind of the rationals, I don't want to say soft, but just kind of uh, um, more at peace thinker there where I'm <laughs> a little, a lot of bit on the other side. But yeah, this is easy. And I would listen to those things. And I know I remember you often saying, you're listening to all these things. How come you're not applying it? You listen to all these things. How come you're not doing this and that? And kind of roughing me up a little bit, which is the right hook of reality that I needed. And my retort every time was, look, I am trying. I am doing the best I can. But instead of giving up, and I think that's the whole point here, I continued to battle through it because I knew there was a better way. I wanted there to be a better way. I wanted to have a better relationship with my wife. I wanted to have a better relationship with my kids. And I wanted to be a better person. And I wanted to overcome these fears, overcome this anxiety and depression, overcome all that built up childhood uh, baggage, I guess you could call it, of being bullied, of being uh, just kind of made to feel not important. You know, all those things, I wanted to fight through those things. Now, before it was just physically fighting, which, you know, maybe give me a temporary, uh, temporary satisfaction, but never lasting. And that's what's so important about ego and humility. And I've been talking about that a lot lately. Ego is all about, man, that's about me. I got this ego. And, uh, you know, I talked to Austin, who's dealing with some things at school right now with some guys that, you know, teenage guys, you know, invincible, bulletproof, all testosterone. And he's, he's had a few situations that almost got physical. And, you know, he's thinking about, you know, what should he do? And I'm saying, buddy, I want you to be better than I was. I want you to handle this in a better way. Because you can't win. Even if you do whoop this guy, <laughs> what are you really going to win? Yeah, you're going to have temporary satisfaction. And, of course, I know the guys out there that are unwilling to pull back the mask are like, yeah, kick his butt, man. That's how you do it. That's what a real man does. 
I used to think that. And part of me still does think that. But that's why I'm at this battle of saying, no, there's a better way. Because I know from experience that temporary satisfaction you may get from that is going to be dwarfed by all the negative feelings and emotions and how, you know, who are you trying to conquer? You're always trying to conquer those fears inside. And that's what I'm always trying to battle. I know that's what all of us are trying to battle. That's why I'm being so open and honest. I'm fighting those demons in my mind every single day because I want to be a better person. And it's like they don't want to give up the hope. And as you brought something up last night, um, which <laughs> you're exactly right. I keep bringing back. I'm being baptized, which is a huge thing. I mean, it's one of those things I always wanted, uh, but I, I just didn't know. I, I, I guess I just didn't know how to go about doing it. I wanted to make sure it was the right thing. I wasn't just doing it just because. Uh, I wanted to make sure there was a true connection. And I actually spoke to my mom yesterday and told her about it. And the first thing she said was, Grandma Bonnie would be very proud of you. And she would. That's something she always wanted for me. But you said something last night, which, you know, I wear the St. Michael um, pendant here around my neck. And, uh, uh, you know, you mind sharing, Des, what you had said about, you know, you're, you're being baptized and you might, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'll okay, let you talk. Okay, so oh, for risk of sounding a little religion crazy here, this is why I said I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but, you know, if – um. You believe in the prayer of St. Michael the Archangel. It says, uh, part of it says something like, the devil um, walks on the earth seeking the ruin of souls. Something like that. That's not the exact words. I apologize for messing that up. But um, being a very inspirational person to many people and positive and motivational, maybe part of the... Rich has had a really rough time this last week. He's been really down. It's just been, you know, there's peaks and valleys, and and it's been a rough week for him. And I said maybe part of it is you are being baptized Sunday. You are officially claiming Lord as your Savior, right? Like you're a good Christian person anyway, but this is another step in it. And maybe it has something to do with you worrying about that the devil is, is trying to bring you down so that you don't get baptized or something like that I don't know it's just a thought but um it's not gonna work <laughs> no it's not gonna work <laughs> I'm I'm going through with the baptism and I'm I, I tell you folks I'm, I'm coming from the heart here and I always come from the heart I truly do it, this is uh I'm nervous about this I am very very nervous I don't know why there's nothing to be nervous about You're not gonna catch on fire well that's what I'm really nervous flames. about is bursting into flames right <laughs> no <laughs> Hopefully it's water in there and not uh, kerosene or something. So, you know, what is that? Baptism by fire. Wow. No. <laughs> so anyway, a little bit of a laugh there, folks. But, you know, that's what the show is all about. So I uh, um, kind of set the foundation there. Oh, did you have something to say? I'm sorry. We did. We, Emmett's been over here wanting to say something. So before I'm going to back it up, before whenever you were talking about, uh, I don't even remember the anxiety um, and things. Yeah. Um, Emmett wants to say something. What I was getting out of what you were talking about, before it's just that nobody's perfect like everybody can get better but just nobody can be perfect except for jesus and god our saviors so that's basically what i've gotten out of this mm -hmm. and so uh talking about like a medical illness so i'm a nurse right well i actually don't nurse anymore but i did for 20 years and um she still does every day we, folks we shouldn't we shouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed if we have diabetes or if we have a broken leg that needs healed or things like that right just as we shouldn't be embarrassed if we have um seizure disorder or if we have anxiety and um something that we rich and i had hoped was that our children did not have the emotional problems like what rich has because it's hard it's a daily battle for him and luckily our austin did not and madeline didn't but emmett does have anxiety disorder and it's difficult, isn't it, buddy? It really is, but there's nothing to be ashamed of of it. That's right. Because, well, like you said earlier, it's the most common thing, and most people are ashamed of it. But just, like, let go the um, side that's making you feel ashamed. It's a common thing. Yep. Is there anything you want to say about your anxiety and how you get through it whenever you're having trouble? Like, are there any certain things? Like, what are some of the things that we do with whenever you're having trouble? No. <laughs> All right, we don't have to talk about it. That's fine. <laughs> well, I'm super proud of Emma, folks. And you're, you're hearing there, he's nine years old. 
You know, he's been on the podcast before, and he's he's battling those. Uh, uh, I, I I call them demons because I feel anything negative that's trying to pull you down is a demon. That's the reason I call them mental demons. You know, everybody's got their own terms and choice of words for those, but that's to me that's what they are because it's an ultimate fight, and that's why we're the Saint Michael uh, pinned around my neck is because. Uh, St. Michael, St. Mike, <laughs> listen to me, St. Michael, he was a fighter, and he fought off, you know, he one who kicked uh, Satan out of heaven. And like as I said, we don't get, uh, you know, two on the religious train there. We are a Christian, we believe in that, uh, but our whole message is all about fighting those inner battles, whatever that may be. And for me, it's believing in St. Michael and fighting that battle to uh, kick those demons out of my head, just like St. Michael kicked, you know, Satan, Lucifer out of heaven there. And it's fighting those. And my battle is the anxiety, depression, and the, the childhood garbage, if you will, Fight, uh, fighting, fighting and battling that to be my very best. Now, I know this show was a little, uh, wasn't as upbeat as most of my shows, but I thought it was time just to kind of share this with you, especially with the baptism on the way, and let you know, look, I'm fighting these battles too. And we're all human here. But let's collectively work together. Let's help each other. Let's build our tribe. So let's people that are battling these these diseases, exactly what it is, they're not embarrassed the way I was about bringing it out. They're not worried about public scrutiny. They're not worried about what other people think. Know that you're doing it for the right reasons. Know you're doing it to help out not only yourself, but to help out others identify with you and their ailments that they're having, that they can fight through it as well. And like Emmett said, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm hearing my nine-year-old, I'm looking at him over here saying those things. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm thinking, my gosh, he's nine. He gets it. I'm 47. What the heck's wrong? Why, why am I not getting it here? But you know what? Things were different whenever you were a kid. It wasn't, it wasn't something that parents would talk about. It was something that would be hidden, right? If your child was, or your parents didn't know and understand. So they just thought that you were immature. They just thought that you just didn't want to work or that you didn't, whatever was going on. Um, and I think now in society, people are more open to realize what's going on. And so talk about it. Talk about it. If you have a loved one that you think maybe is going through battles like that, talk about it. It's not, it's nothing to keep closed, closed up, you know, talk about it and get them the help they need. And, and that's what we're doing with Emmett that, that didn't happen to you. So that when Emmett is 47 years old, he's not going to have these problems because he's going to have learned as a child how to deal with it. So it's better now. Wow. Well said. Thank you. That's uh, the nurse and the mommy side of it. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, my parents, like I mentioned, I love them to death. But, yeah, it was it was different. I mean, it's the 70s, for crying out loud. And I joke about having uh, ADD and ADHD and OCD and all the other Ds, kind of majored in the Ds there. Uh, and I joke about that because I try and blow it off. But truthfully, you know, those things, those things are also what drove me to be successful. But they're also things that kind of drive me sometimes cuckoo. I mean, really, they drive the anxiety and the depression simply because it, it, it's never going to be perfect. But yet I try and make it perfect. And that's all about that. You know, and I mentioned before about my dad would always say, Richie, take pride in your work. And my grandma would say, Richie, don't let your pride get too big. And it was that conflicting battle always going on. And of course, he meant now I realize this. He meant just take pride in what you do to do your very best to become your very best. And my grandma was all about don't let your pride turn into a huge ego that's out of control. And ego, and have you've heard me mention this before, ego, E-G-O, edging God out, meaning I don't need God because I can do this on my own. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Let that soak in a little bit. Edging God out. You can't do it alone. But if you have this mondo ego, you're going to think that you can. So those are the internal you know, good and evil, yin and yang battles that have kind of fought my whole life that I'm sure most of us are fighting. We, we are. You know, the right choice or the wrong choice. It's simply a choice, but it's never that easy. Now, yeah, it's, it's easy to say I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that. But once again, you know, those things, those constant battles that are going on in my mind, your mind, everybody's mind. But as Desi said, we're going to kind of expose these things early. We're going to talk about these things more often. I'm going to share these stories. I'm going to share the upbeat and positive side. You know, I'm going to have continue having inspirational, motivational guests on, but we're not going to be afraid to talk about the background, not be afraid to talk that, you know, I've got anxiety and deal with bouts of depression because that's with the foundation. Now I'm identifying, I'm peeling back the layers, if you will. I'm digging up the soil, the plantation, the earth, whatever analogy you like, digging it up to get to the core to make things better. And I think that's what uh, this whole show is all about, right, Des? Yep. You did good. 
Good job. It, it, it was, it was, this one, I was more nervous about this show than any other show I've done. Yes. And, um, cause I just didn't know, you know, uh, and Desi goes, just, just start talking, just do what you do. And I said, yeah, but, and then once again, it's that male ego, that insecurity about exposing yourself, so to speak, you know, being vulnerable. What are people going to think? You know, are they going to make fun of me for this? Are they going to do this and that? And that brings back all those childhood thoughts of being teased and made fun of. Right. You know, really, people are just going to relate. It's going to be even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. And, and those that don't, what, what is what is something I, and, I, and folks, if you follow me on Facebook, you know, I post these things all the time. Uh, I, I post them because I truly want to help you if you're struggling with these things. But gosh darn it, a little on the selfish side, I want to help me to become my very best so I can in turn help even more people become their very best. And that is, you know what, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I've got to let that sink in. And I want you to let it sink in too. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody's going to like your message. Not everybody's going to like you. I say that loud and proud. Not everybody's going to like your message. Not everybody's going to like you. So I can hear it too because I struggle with that. And that's okay. That's the thing. No, they're not. But that's okay. We don't need everyone to like us. I don't like everyone. Not everyone likes me. And that's okay. Wow. Is that a right hook of reality, Emmett? It is. And (laughs) it doesn't matter if people like you. Or, well, you need to have some people to, like, help you, like, battle through. But the most important thing is that you can get through your fears and get through what you're fighting. And I think the most important thing, too, is to being there for the people who love you. Don't worry so much about the people that aren't going to like you. Be there for the people who love you and that you love. That's a great message. And Emmett, what's the number one thing you have to believe in who? Yourself. Believe in yourself, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I have the kids say that all the time. I've got a bookmarker that says, I believe in me, because I need to hear that too. And Desi just, you know, that, uh, yeah, that's the right hook. That's the square peg round hole, but that's the mentality. Look, be there for those that love you. Because, you know, if, if you're not, yeah, they're probably always going to be there, but maybe they're not. You never know. You never know when their last day is. And you can never get that time back, as we just talked about before. Austin's 17 now. So that, hey, Dad, can we play now? And I say, in a minute, buddy, well, it's been 17 in a minute, buddy, years. It's gone. So i got to focus on what I can do better now, moving forward. And that's why I've made the choice to, you know, I, I share five years ago, I didn't know I could read. And, uh, you know, oh my gosh, well over 100 books, 200 books and audio books, thousands and thousands of hours of TED Talks and uh, podcasts and inspirational speeches and conferences, all because I want to be a better person. You know, the old saying if you want the next five years to be better than the previous five years, then you've got to do something to change the direction. If you don't, you're going to go on the exact same path. You know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. Change now. Do it now. Believe in what you're doing. And spend time, as you just said, Des, with those that love you. And, you know, continue to self-educate to become a better person, to help out others. But fight those inner demons first. You know, if you... And I, I posted that. You, you, we, we talked about that. If you conquer the fears within, then nothing outside can hurt you. Is that easy? No. For some people, it's easier than others. And some days, it's easier, easier than others. But some days, you can hardly do it. So. Yeah. What's, what's the suggestion and advice on the days that you, you can't do it? Well, what do you like? Um, who's that? Mel Robbins? 54321. Do it. Just do it. There you go, Mel. There's a shout out from my wife, Desi. <laughs> Good. Let's do it. Mel Robbins, five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one. Freaking do it. Just blast off. And that helped her. And, you know, and she was extremely open and honest in her book, the five-second rule, about her anxieties and dealing with depression and not wanting to get out of bed. And Tom Blayu, same thing. He had talked about, when I went to the Success Live event, how he went through like almost three years where he could not get out of bed. He would lay there in the morning for three hours where he could not move. He was emotionally and uh, paralyzed where he could not get out of bed and face the day and finally he started taking one little baby step Now he shared these and obviously he's got millions and millions and millions of fans and followers and I'm not there yet we're getting close but I'm like gosh darn it if these guys can all share this thing these guys can be vulnerable and open then the kicking life guru can do the same thing why because it's going to help out others, but most importantly, it's going to help me become the father I want to be, the husband I want to be, the motivator I want to be, the inspiration I want to be, the author I want to be, 
and the person I want to be. That's it. So, Emmett, we're, we're closing in on our time frame, buddy. You've been very patient and so mm-hmm. so incredibly awesome. I love you, buddy. Uh, thanks for spending the time with us. Do you have anything left for our, our listeners out um, there you'd like to share? Actually, yes. Um, what you just said earlier, I feel like it brings up the, uh, the thing I said earlier. Nobody's perfect, but everyone can always get better. You can never be perfect, but you can always do like do better. You can always like be better, but like you can never be perfect. You know, Vince Lombardi, which I know you don't know who that is. He's uh, when you win the Super Bowl, you get a trophy that's called the Vince Lombardi Trophy, and he once said, "Perfection is unattainable, but excellence is." Perfection is unattainable, but excellence is. Meaning, you may not ever be perfect, but you can be excellent at what you do to be your best. Very good job, Emmett. Thank you. Des, we're wrapping things up here. Thank you very much for being on the show, and thank you, uh, Professor Beliso, for your contributions as well. I mean, you've meant a lot to me, sir, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time each and every week to send us a segment and to be on the show and give us your input. Just, uh, I would just... My last words can be spend time with those that love you. Can't get can't get it back. <laughs> wow, folks. Well, a little bit uh, different episode today, but uh, once again, it's it, everything's from the heart, and I just wanted to be as open and sincere and let you know the battles and the demons that I'm fighting. So if you're fighting those battles, like I said, let's work to, together collectively to build our tribe of positive, motivated, inspirational thinkers, believers and help each other battle our own ailments, our own anxieties, our own depression, our own illnesses, whatever we can do to help ourselves and help our society to become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Okay, guys, well, thank you so much. As always, please share this podcast with somebody you know could benefit. Make sure if you haven't subscribed to the Kickin' Life Guru fan page on Facebook, it's Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Make sure you do so. Every day begins with at least one, two, sometimes three motivational posts, quotes, and video blogs, everything to kind of inspire and uplift you and let you know that, man, we're fighting this battle together, and together we're going to win this thing. We really, really are, and we're going to make things a happier, healthier, safer place to live. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, there's great other great podcasts here at lineupmedia.fm. Check them out. The book I talked about was Lewis Ho's and it's Lewis, H-O-W-E-S, The Mask of Masculinity. Check it out. It's a great, great book. And uh, once again, a special shout-out and thanks to Professor Brandon Beliso for being on the show again. Check his book out, Live, Learn, and Grow, Lessons of a Reluctant Tiger. And all of us, I can't say it enough, working together to help everybody live their best, he says, possible life. I say best kick in life. All right, folks, until we talk again, Emmett, you want to close it out? Until we talk again. You get out there and do your best, and I promise you, you'll be your very best. How about that, folks? Mm -hmm. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.